0: for me why i really like my job is i just want to design things that make people happy and make them feel good about themselves and at the end of the day that's like the biggest mark for success
1: this is sweat the details a collaboration with under armor and iHeartRadio. radio a sports and training podcast made for women by women. I'm Meg Boggs. I'm a powerlifter, author, body positivity advocate, and mother.
2: And I'm Monica Jones. I'm a fitness coach, boxer, business owner, and UA athlete. Every episode, Meg and I will talk to athletes, trainers, and experts, and learn more about how the body and mind work together in training and competition.
1: And in today's episode, we are feeding our deep love of athletic shoes with our guest, Jesse Benjamin. Jesse is a senior footwear designer at Under Armour and has nearly two decades of experience designing shoes for major apparel and footwear brands. Jesse has designed some
2: incredible stuff. She's responsible for the designs behind the UA Breathe Lace, the Hover Rise 2, those are my all day, everydays, and the newly released UA Flow Breakthrough 2, which is already gaining some fans
1: among the WNBA players. Honestly, Mon, I've been browsing all of the shoes that Jessie has created over the years. And not only is there a ton of research that goes into her Under Armour shoes, but all of her designs are legitimately something I would want to wear, like all of them. They generally look very cool too. And you know what? I got to be honest because I know personally that there's a lot more to consider to a shoe than how it looks. But for me, I just feel like that's a really big factor for me when I'm trying to decide on a new pair of training shoes. I, that's just me, Juan. what about you? How much does the look play in, you know, in choosing athletic shoes for you? I'm not gonna lie either. It's still pretty much
2: the first thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> I wanna say first and only, but like you get a bunion and then you're like, all right, well, I guess, I guess we should do some more research. But yeah, I am, um, I'm a kick fanatic. I have over 70 pairs and it's a problem. <laughs>
1: I feel you. I feel you. It's like every time I'm trying to get a new pair of shoes, my first thought is, okay, what colorway do I want? What kind of what? That's like the first thing I think of. And then after that, I'm like, okay, now I need to kind of weed out the ones that are the most functional for what I'm looking for in my shoes. But what do you say we hear about shoes from the expert?
2: Yes, ma'am.
1: Here's our interview with senior UA footwear designer, Jesse Benjamin. What is up, Fit Fam? We are so pumped over here today because we have an incredible Under Armour footwear designer with us, Jesse Benjamin. Welcome, Jesse. Hey, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. So, what does it mean to be a footwear designer? Can you just walk us through like a typical day in the life? What are you up to every day? Sure. Um, it is a fun job and it looks a little bit different every
0: day. It all starts with the consumers. Um, the more we can connect with consumers and get out into the world, you know the the more inspiration comes in and it's really important to have that connection and to be able to spend time with people all over the world and kind of get immersed in different cultures to be able to design for them. So what I do is I take some of that inspiration and then I just start sketching and then from there like we go through like the series of, of events and working with people to a final presentation and then once it's presented we start with sampling but there's this back and forth with your teammates, the factories and everybody in between to kind of get it to a place where everybody feels really good about it. And I think the most rewarding part of it is getting to see it on people's feet. And for me, why I really like my job is I just want to design things that make people happy and make them feel good about themselves. And at the end of the day, that's like the biggest mark for success, in my opinion.
2: Sounds so fun. That is so cool. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You know, now in total, my career wise, I've been in footwear for at some capacity um, for over 15 years. So, you know, feel really grateful. It's taken me all up and down the West Coast. Um, I've worked on everything from like wood clogs to basketball shoes at this point and everything in between. (laughs) So I'm
1: I'm really grateful that I was able to find it. Dust dope. Yeah, that's amazing. Let's get into the process. Can you tell us about the process of coming up with a new pair of shoes? So, what are the steps that you follow?
0: So, at the beginning of the season, we usually all kind of collaborate around this thing called the brief, which tells us what kind of shoe we want to make, who we want to make it for. Um, and it's really kind of like our guide throughout the season. We want to make sure that we are designing for this person for these types of activities you know, at this price point. And we kind of reference it throughout the whole entire process, just really kind of holding us true to who we're signing for. So after that, I kind of dive into like consumer research around culture, biomechanics, and um, I start sketching and pulling together imagery of things that I think are inspiring or things that I think will mean something to this consumer. Um, for example, I guess for spring, summer, 22, I've designed something that um, was really more based off of like feel like how you want this product to really like feel on somebody's body, but also, you know, how do you just want really to make them feel generally, you know? So keeping that in mind, like I, I start sketching and we kind of refine the design and then we present it. And then once everybody's happy with the design, feels good about it, we send it to start getting sampled. So we go through a sampling process where we usually work with the factory back and forth. And Yeah, so like once that process is kind of going and solidify everything, we start getting samples back. And I work with a really great team of color designers who will take my design and apply beautiful colors to them, as well as like I work with some really great material developers. So we uh, work to make sure like materials are all dialed and we're meeting all the points that were made in the brief um, all throughout the process. And then, yeah, we get, we start getting more and more samples back that are like fully dialed and all the colors and all the final materials that we're kind of envisioning in. And that happens at least twice in the season. So everybody gets their eyes on the products and there's kind of its final form until we kind of like sign off on it and say, okay, this, this fits well, it looks great. Um, it's meeting all the points that we wanted to make within the brief and uh, it's good to go. And this process happens about twice a year for you know multiple products at a time.
2: That is a lot of teamwork. It's great. Let's talk about you as an athlete personally and your fitness journey. Um, How has your love of sports influenced or even inspired some of your designs that you're sketching?
0: Yeah, most of the sports that I like played team-wise were definitely like in my youth and I have always struggled to find shoes that fit me. My feet like tend to run a little bit more narrow, I think, than most. And um, I think a lot of the struggles that I had, like when I was trying to find products that fit and look the way that I want them to look. I think hopefully we're kind of addressing some of those things, you know, and some even more product in the future. Our biomechanics team kind of gave us some information about like women's feet and how they're different than men's feet, you know, shape-wise. Just the morphology of our feet are just a little bit different. I think And sometimes when it comes to performance footwear, having shoes that fit properly means a lot. You're sliding around in your foot, it's really taking your head out of the activity that you're doing. You don't want to be distracted by your footwear. And based off of the morphology, like we created a last specifically for women that had a narrower heel, a higher arch, a lower instep in the forefoot, and a narrower instep in the forefoot. And and that was always just really a struggle for me. I always had to put double socks on, inserts in my shoes. I was always tying my shoes super tight so that um, you know the eye stays were almost touching each other. Not a good look. and even the running shoes that I would have to wear because of the way that my feet were were never the hot shoes. They were never like the cool shoes that made me feel good. I was more focused on how they felt and how it's going to make me perform. but you know that mental aspect of feeling good was not there. And that's something that I think we're striving to kind of build into the shoes. like I want that perfect combination of good performance, looking good, um, feeling good, whatever your activity you're doing.
1: And some yeah, swag. Sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I have the opposite problem, I have very wide feet, so I'm always struggling to find shoes that fit cuz they're always so tight. Yeah. So I understand. The wrong shoe is just who not good. My big toes like curve into a very special thing. (laughs) There's things happening in my shoes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's definitely
0: not a one size fits all. That's for sure. When it comes, you know, when it comes to anything, but especially footwear, if your feet are bothering, you it, it affects your whole body, you know? Yeah. I love that.
2: Yeah. And we're designing for all athletes, but what would you say are the biggest differences between men and women's feet that you've learned?
0: So from our biomechanics team, I learned that women's feet are actually more sensitive than men's feet, that we have more sensory receptors in our feet. I did not know that, but um, now hearing that, I think that a lot of that makes sense in the way that women articulate how the shoe is feeling is very different (laughs) than men, but I think we're a lot more articulate when it comes to those types of things, probably in part because we feel a bit more down there. That's been one thing that was pretty surprising to me. I guess women's feet are also typically a little bit more flexible than men's feet and generally a different shape in some cases, you know, even though it's minor, when it comes to your footwear, millimeters make a difference um, within your fit and how it's feeling. You know, I always knew that I had struggles with my youth with the fit, but I never really knew exactly why that was. Now I've got validation from scientists, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love it. So interesting. So, there have been some pretty major, you know, collaborations with big stars and sports and entertainment. How do you approach creating those designs in those collaborations and who or what was your favorite design collaboration? So
0: with the women's basketball shoe that I'm working on, like well I'm within to the, the process of the design of the second breakthrough, um, we had signed those three uh, WNBA players to uh, the Under Armour roster of athletes that are really amazing and inspiring. And so we kind of tapped into them a little bit more within like the breakthrough three design, which won't come out till fall 22. We're starting communications with them now and hoping to get like more and more input from our players as time goes by. Within the first breakthrough, like we had a chance pre-COVID to spend a little time with the China women's basketball team, the three-on-three three team, which was really cool. And they gave us some really good insights into what they were looking for as far as a basketball show goes and things that we could do to make
2: a better product for them. That was also fun. I like that. So you love the breakthrough collection. And I'm sure that there's some different technology that's gone into these shoes versus, you know, probably when you started in footwear over a decade ago. So tell us about uh, other technological advances that you've seen in uh, the evolution of footwear since you joined the industry.
0: Yeah, I'd say uh, since I joined, like the use of 3D applications, you know, has has definitely kind of taken over. And I think that's definitely like the future. Um, You know, being able to 3D print things or create things in 3D applications that are spinnable, you know, it creates more realistic imagery and design um, than you ever could in a flat drawing. So that was a big difference, a big jump at the time. And still, it's like a big part of our process now is like being able to work with 3D designers and create things where we can have printouts of 3D objects like so sustainability is a big thing um, and being able to you know create knitted uppers um, you know where there's mm-hmm. min- very minimal waste and you can use recycled materials things like that is is definitely kind of one of my favorite evolutions within within the industry it's just that drive to make things more sustainable I think is really driving a lot of innovation at this
1: point that's so cool nice. that's so neat that you're able to like see everything up close as it's evolved yeah Awesome. You've mentioned like materials a couple of times. So I want to ask what are some of your favorite materials for athletic footwear and why?
0: Yeah, I think I I had mentioned knit, um, like Mm -hmm. knit innovation. I think it's really interesting. It's always kind of evolving. Things are getting um, better and easier to make um, the, you know, from the threads and like the thread qualities and like what they're made out of to the actual structures of the knit and um, you know, sustainability to me is really important. So that's kind of why I really love, uh, working with that just because it really minimizes waste. Yeah. So I I really like that. I love, I love working with films as well, just because there's so many different beautiful finishes and effects you can get with them. Um, it's, it's just a personal thing, but I really love that. And like the trims, like the laces, the like small details, like webbings and textures of your webbings and the texture of your lining, things like that. Like I, uh, I kind of obsess over, because I think it's all about the details.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. I am obsessed with those flows and the the velocity with the knit. It's like, it weighs nothing. Which yeah. if I'm gonna walk around with multiple pairs of shoes for multiple reasons, I'm so happy to carry running shoes that don't weigh much. And it's just, it's really dope. So how do you approach designing a running shoe versus a basketball shoe versus a cross training shoe? Yeah, I've only really got to work on one performance running shoe at this point, and
0: that was really eye-opening to me because there's people that are just so into it, and there's just so many layers and different types of runners that I had never really um, experienced before. So I really loved diving into the um, consumer and getting to work with a team who is really focused on that, you know, from a biomechanics point of view to a manufacturing and development point of view. Um, That was really fun, very eye-opening to me, even though I'm not necessarily a runner. I just really like the mindset of that consumer and focusing on what they want and figuring out like their motivation and how can we design a product that is perfect for them? Where do you need stability? Where do you need flexibility? Where do you need your maximum cushioning? Like how they're moving their body and how we can best support that is really kind of where it starts. So, you know, whether it's for training, if you're lifting, things like that, like how the body's moving, how can we best support it is kind of the building blocks of bringing together the design.
1: So interesting. So how do you evaluate then the performance and comfort of the footwear? So you have have all this you know information this is how we're wanting the shoe these are the things we need from the shoe how do you then evaluate the performance of it and the comfort of it yeah so
0: we work a lot with our developers our engineers and through that collaboration we really make sure that it flexes in the right places or it's stable in the right places and and we're designing it to move and react the way that we want it to so Um, Like through the process we work with them and then once we start getting samples back like we wear test them so get the shoes on people's feet and they do multiple tests throughout the season so that we can get kind of firsthand input from different athletes and consumers is it comfortable does it fit well. Um, does it feel, you know, tight enough, breathable enough? We usually have kind of a checklist per design um, as to what we expected to do and what we wanted to do and how we wanted to feel. So going through that process definitely helps us kind of nail the construction and the design Um, You know, it's a give and take. Sometimes you have a design that you really like, but it might not necessarily function the way that it should be. So nobody wants a shoe that they can't wear, even if it looks beautiful, it's pointless. So just making sure that it does what
2: it needs to do is kind of the most important aspect. I'm so thankful you guys are so performance driven because I would be so emotionally attached to like a good looking shoe. If something didn't work, I'd be like, but when can we just, make the exception and thank goodness for the integrity there. I mean, I've
0: definitely had those moments where, yeah, you know, like, but like, like there's no this. way to make it work. But, you know, I, and I luckily I work with a lot of people who are very willing to collaborate and, you know, meet me halfway. So <laughs>
2: I love that. I would like have the wall of like the shoes that just didn't make it. I'd be like, I still love y'all. Yeah, I definitely
0: have a a closet full of samples that (laughs) that like like, there are aspects of that I still love and um and want to integrate at a design some point, but you know, only when
2: it's right. So Yeah, twenty twenty five you'll be like, I knew that was gonna work. Exactly. It's back. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. We did talk about the difference between a man and a woman's foot briefly why do you think it's important to create shoes by testing them on women first and you know are there any other physiological characteristics in men and women's feet that make it necessary for the different shoes i know like women first but but why
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that women have kind of been overlooked for a a long time when it comes to performance and (laughs) athletic gear and footwear. Yes, And, you know, I think now more than ever, that is a super important thing to pay attention to because we're over half of the population and um, there's more and more brands out there that are
1: women building for women. And it's really exciting to watch. Nice. So I know we're talking about men's Feet and women's feet. But what are some ways that shoe design is trying to be more inclusive, actually going beyond that gender binary?
0: I think it all starts with the team that you're working with, too. You know, if you're working with a team that is really diverse, like you're going to get products that work for a larger group of people. I think, you know, that's really important to think about while you're designing, you know, at the end of the day, like that brief is so important because it really kind of identifies who it is. And those briefs are created by a diverse group of people. It's important that you get like people with authentic voices in the room. So I think it really kind of starts there. I love that.
2: All right. We have loved your insights going into how shoe design actually happens, how you collaborate with your team and where all that comes from. And we know that you have so much more insight to give to our listeners as far as how to actually pick the right pair of shoes, you know, other things that can help them. So we kind of want to talk about a little bit more of those insights. Do you feel like a pair of shoes can make or break someone's athletic performance?
0: I do. Yeah. Um, I think wearing, wearing the right pair of shoes um, definitely will allow you to move your body the way you want, um, keep your head in the game, uh, you know, make you feel good, keep you in the game mentally and physically. So, yeah, I think that fit and feel is, is incredibly important.
1: You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> it is a fact.
2: <laughs> I love that. So what are the most important characteristics to you, Jess, that people should be looking for in a new pair of athletic shoes? A lot of it is really subjective. It could be
0: like a really great colorway that somebody is really drawn to. I know that happens to myself, uh, you know, all the time. Like if something looks, just looks great and it's a beautiful color, like I got to have it. So um, (laughs) it could be the color. It could be the construction. It could be just the concept behind it that you are really drawn to. And I think people are more kind of tuned in to that creation now than ever, like there's more information and more um, transparency in a lot of that, which is, Mm -hmm. which is great. Like I definitely have had products where I've fallen in love with the story or the way that they've been manufactured or the way that they look, you know, it could be a multiple of different
1: things that draws you to it. Yeah. If it's got pink on it, I mean, you're gonna have to hold me back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when you're walking into, you know, a footwear store, everything is kind of separated. You have your running shoes over here, basketball over here, dance over here. Um, So could you tell us a little bit about the differences between these type of athletic footwear?
0: Yeah, it it all kind of starts with the last, um, which is created kind of based off of the movements that you are doing within the sport at the athletic field. So You know, if it's training and lifting, like you might have a lower offset, which means like your shoe is not quite angled as much as like something like a running shoe or if it's a basketball shoe. It might be like a little bit wider in the forefoot. Um, So all these lasts are kind of created with these movements in mind. So it starts there. And then like the builds of the shoes are all different. You know, if you're wearing a running shoes, you want it to be really lightweight, really breathable. um, But that might not necessarily translate to something like a cleat where you need to be really confined and um, have control over your movements on a field. So they're all really just designed very specifically to help an athlete do those moves that they are meant to do.
2: I love that that's that makes so much sense because you're gonna be doing a lot of lateral motion right? If you're playing basketball a distance runner is moving forward. yes, not yeah. doing much braking right and they got that constant movement pattern going for them. So yes is there any other reason why you want to choose specific footwear to your sport? other than the movement patterns?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that that's definitely part of it. But, you know, if you have a shoe that is um, not supportive when you need it to be supportive, um, that you can, you know, cause injuries to yourself, which, you know, obviously is not a good thing. Um, you know, you have your, your joints to think about as well. So just really making sure that you choose a choose footwear that is appropriate to the movement you're doing. Like, you know, can affect your entire body. I see people in the gym all the time with running shoes and it always makes me cringe a little bit, um, it hurts. especially <laughs> if you're doing like lunges and lifts and things like that. Cause I'm like, Oh gosh, please don't hurt yourself. Um, but uh, you know, you, I think your performance could, would be better. You know, if you're wearing a shoe that was designed specifically <laughs> to help you make the movements that you're trying to do.
1: Yeah, I jumped on the treadmill one time with my just regular Under Armour flat lifters and it was just not the greatest experience. They are not meant for that. They are flat shoes. They are yeah. lifting shoes. So I love it. How do we know
2: that we shouldn't be wearing a pair of running shoes anymore? I've been like dying to ask you this because I get a lot of those questions as a trainer and you know, I would love your insight on when it's time to say goodbye to our trusty runners. Yeah. You no, know, I think any shoe after a certain amount of time kind of
0: changes over time, you know, when it comes to wear. And so like if the midsole is maybe like packing out and it's getting a little bit firmer than it used to be, you know, if the traction is not what it used to be, that wears out over time. And um, if it becomes too slick um, for what you need to use it for, then it's definitely time to to switch it out.
2: Well, those are great insights because it's like, hey, Rather than wait till you feel pain, maybe if your shoe doesn't give you any more grip or if your foot is completely sliding around, <laughs> around it now, then it, it might be done.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. We've all been there, I think. Yes. Yeah.
2: I've had heels flopping off of my Me shoes. Me too, girl. And I'm like, can't let it go. These are these are are talking to people. Like... Yeah, Definitely. Jesse, I'm so inspired listening to the process of uh, getting into this career and designing shoes. For our listeners out there who are also feeling inspired, how do you recommend they get started and pursue a a career in footwear design like you? Yeah. um, So, I mean, I think there's definitely different avenues. I think the most
0: um, common one is to study um, industrial design or product design, footwear design. um, And... There's so many platforms that you can reach out to people through, um, you know, whether it's LinkedIn or social media, things like that. Um, also, just really powerful ways to kind of connect with people and to show your your work. Um, making connections with people is really important. And getting some insights from people who actually are part of the process right now is is kind of key. So whichever way you choose to kind of reach out to somebody or to kind of study work of different people, um, you know, I would I would really kind of start there. You know, I found a lot of people coming in already have great experience um, actually designing some really interesting footwear. So seeing all kinds of different interesting shapes and constructions now that people are coming up with is really inspiring.
2: Come as you are, but work on your education and don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah. Under Armour's Sweat The Details will be back after a short break.
1: Welcome back to Sweat The Details. Well, y'all, I think it's time for a little game, one we like to call Perfect Pair. (laughs) I really thought I was going to roll my R better than that. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so this is just a fun thing that we like to do with our guests, where we just ask you guys a question. So I'm going to ask you about which pair of shoes is a perfect pair for every occasion and then why you love them. So every question is just going to start with, what's your favorite pair of shoes for? And then you're going to answer the first pair of shoes that comes to mind and why. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. What's your favorite pair of shoes for walking the dog?
0: Oh jeez! Um, honestly, I wear slides for that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so okay.
0: you know my my dog is small. He only goes on small walks, so slides is usually my go to.
2: <laughs> what are your favorite pair of shoes for
0: training at the gym? The Hover Rise, I think, works really well for me. You know, it's just enough stability um, and enough flexibility in the foot to you know get a little bit of running in, but also get in some of that weightlifting and uh, more dynamic workouts in as well. Cool. What's your favorite pair of shoes for
1: Pride Parade?
0: Oh, Pride Parade. Um, I really loved the Pride Phantoms. Um, I think there's been a couple seasons where there's some really beautiful Phantoms that were my favorite from the Pride collection. Yes. I'm excited for this one.
2: What's your favorite pair of shoes for a casual night with friends? Casual night with friends. Um,
0: Yeah, I live in Portland. It Mm. rains here a lot. Um, A good pair of leather waterproof boots um, are kind of key staple to your wardrobe. So um, I'd say, you know, I guess going with the extremes with a strappy sandal to a big waterproof (laughs) leather boot. (laughs)
1: Next, what's your favorite pair of shoes for a morning run? Oh,
0: I, I really like the Velocities. Um, the Velocity wins. Um, you know, they're really lightweight. Um, I think the design's really interesting. Um, they feel good on foot. Um, so that's kind of my go-to.
2: Awesome. Okay, perfect pair. We love it. Jesse. <laughs> you've been so incredible. We really love hearing about your dedication in over a decade to footwear design. And we've really loved hearing you talk about how we can become better at choosing our shoes and how we can best take care of them. We want to thank you so much for coming on the show and we really appreciate you. Please let us know where we can find you. Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn if anyone is
0: interested in footwear design and has any questions. Um, my website is just jessebenjamin.com. Um, it's a link to a little bit of my work, um, not all of it, but a little snapshot of it. Um, and you can get a hold of me through that as well. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun to
2: talk to you. Yes, ma'am. It was fantastic getting to talk to Jessie Benjamin. She was such a fantastic resource. And I think, honestly, the thing that I'll take from that conversation the most was that feeling good and mentally and emotionally feeling inspired by the footwear that you see and not just that you wear is such a huge indicator still of athletic performance when we are wearing shoes. So it was really great uh, to have that. I felt less guilty about picking up shoes that I think are real sexy and swagged out. What about
1: you, Meg? <laughs> right. Same. Um, same. I told you about my pink obsession. I'll wear a pink shoe and it's not the best and most comfortable, but yet I still wear it. <laughs> I don't know why. It is still motivates you. I know it motivates you. It makes you feel good. So it's important. Hearing like everything that goes into the creation of a shoe, I just have like this whole new appreciation. And then whenever she said that women's feet are more sensitive. Mm-hmm. I was like, hold up. I cannot wait to tell my husband this because I have told him, I was like, I'm pretty sure my feet are more sensitive. I know they're more sensitive. I can tell they're more sensitive. And he's never believed me. So now I'm like, I have it for a fact that this is true. She said, what did she say? They're more sensitive. They're more yes. flexible. Yeah. And they're a slight different shape, I think. Yeah. Is what she said. I, I mean, I've never seen I, Feet yeah, that look the same. <laughs> and any two humans. <laughs> yeah. It's so wild that like one pair of shoe could be made for so many different people. They just, the way that they crafted it is just incredible. Yes. There's so much excellence that goes into that big mission that
2: footwear designers have. And I'm so appreciative of Jesse for being so dedicated in the team at mm-hmm. UA for being so dedicated into creating the best and most supportive product for all of us athletes And with that, I think it's great for us to talk about how we can best support each other in our goal check-in. So Meg, tell us, what are you working on this week?
1: Well, I am currently in like a recovery period because I have about a week left until my injections start for my fertility medication. So I had my last training session a few days ago. Now it's just kind of tapering off. So I'm just focused on moving each day, getting my body up and going. That's my goal for the next seven, eight days. Just get up and out. Even if it's outside, I'm either going to go for a walk or I'm going to hop on my tempo machine here at home. I also have some weights in the garage. I might just do some light stretching and some very, very simple strength training. I never use my five pound weights, but you know what? I'm using them this week. And that's okay. That's all part of the fitness journey. And sometimes in life things happen and you have to make adjustments. I'm on my fertility journey now, and that's okay. I'm still proud of this progress I'm going to make in the next week because it's going to help me, I know, overall prepare my body for all these hormones and injections that are about to happen. So that's kind of where I am on right now in our resting period. I love that. We are all proud of you. And we're all so thankful that you're sharing that with us. I
2: feel very similar in that goal. I wanna be recovering and be appropriate in my activity. I'm at the later end of my luteal phase. And for me, that's about starting to find more gentle exercise. And it's very hard for someone who constantly does high intense exercise to see validity in the less intense stuff and to slow down. So I know that I could always use the support from our community. And I also could use this time to just make sure that I'm planning what's upcoming in the next couple of weeks. So, love to interact with everybody in our community. Just continue to share with us what you guys are up to mm-hmm. and how we can also support you all. You know, you can find us on Instagram, both of us. And then, you, Meg, you're on Twitter, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm on Twitter. You're out
2: there tweeting. <laughs> I love it.
1: I'm out there tweeting. Perfect. Well, thanks again for joining us, FitFam. If you liked what you heard on the show, you can subscribe for free or follow the show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. Until next time, stay
2: inspired, stay motivated, and remember to always sweat the details. Bye.
1: Bye. If you liked what you heard on the show, subscribe for free or follow the show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. Sweat the
2: Details is a collaboration with Under Armour and iHeartRadio. Our show is hosted by me, Monica Jones.
1: And me, Meg Boggs. Our executive producers are Jess Streibstein, Giselle Lewis-Archbald, Molly Sosha, and Maya Cole. Our producers are Kelly Antoll,
2: Layla Kadrain, Emma Osborne, and Alejandra Arevalo. And our sound editor and engineer is Sarah Gibble-Laska. Keep up the latest news in women's fitness by following Under Armour at Under Armour Women and at Under Armour.